Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Oh, my Lanta, what's up, podcast land? <laughs> Back in time, baby. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We just got back from Brazil. We We're did. going on hardly any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and we are ready to rock and roll. Holy Moses. Holy Moses. So, hey, Jelly Bean. So, Jelly Bean is sort of off in the distance here today because there's, there's four of us that went from Marion to Brazil. Hey, by the way, I'm Hank, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I'm just letting you know, I got my home slice, Miss Mona here. Hey, hey. You can't see Jelly Bean. Um, you can't see anybody. But <laughs> you can't hear him, but he's over there, I promise you. He's on the mic today. He's a behind-the-scenes guy. So our buddies, Yago and, and Manuela, he's here. I know you ask about <laughs> him. Silent partner, too. Uh, but he's here. We got Amy Heath. She, was, she went last time and this time. Hey, hey. And we got uh, my daughter, um, Miss Lauren. She went with us, too. Hi. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. Here we are. So, Dan, you know the story. So, Saturday night in Brazil, we ride around on top of a trailer with a mic, screaming, letting, inviting people to this block party that we're having after dark. And so, when you hand the mic to Hank, <laughs> you never know what's going to come out. I came out apparently with Holy Moses, Batman. The Americans are here. <laughs> yes, he did. That needs to be a T-shirt. <laughs> yes, it does. Maybe we should make some next time. Go, Holy Moses, Batman. The Americans are here. And then another one. Apparently, I said I did not remember doing either one of these. But we have it on video. But it is on video when I said we would be spitting fire. And then I said. <laughs> He definitely did. Definitely have the video to and, prove it. And Amy yeah. can show you that. Yeah. I will, when we're done, I will show you. I promise. Yeah. Good stuff. So, wow, man. He it didn't was have a voice after that. Literally. So I was supposed to preach the next night in a church. And let's rough. just say it was rough. My let's just voice say several was, people brought water for him because his voice was so everybody rough. Everybody was running for And one poor old soul, oh. he was coming in from the side door because you just got a picture that says like a side door. It's just a building. Mm-hmm. It has a like a front door that they would open. And then it's a side door that comes right from the outside into on the stage. And apparently he thought I needed water. So my man has his tray and he walks in with these two little glass bottle, little cups of water. But somebody from Projecta Vida had just brought me two bottles of water and set them up on the stage. He was so deflated <laughs> that he could not give you that they water. They saw the guy. He I didn't see them. the guy. I just saw him walk in and walk back out. <laughs> they said he was he so did. deflated. His shoulders man. just slumped he and just he just turned, turned around, around and walked, walked back out. <laughs> if I, I'll tell you what, had I, I'm just telling you. It's probably a good thing you didn't see. I would have grabbed the water and I would have took a swig and thrown it on the congregation, man. Because it was hot up in there and it was pouring down rain outside, but it was a great time. So if you can't figure this out, we did just get back. So we're taping this tonight. Um, 
to be dropped on Tuesday of next week. So this is Thursday of this week. No, they're not live. <laughs> but we literally just got back yesterday from another trip to Brazil. What a mighty moving mm. um, of the hand of God that we did in all seriousness. So as we begin, um, won't you pray? Okay. And then we'll get into what we're going to get into. Okay. <laughs> I'll read the scripture and try not to laugh. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I thank you for, um, first of all, for bringing us back safely from Brazil. And I thank you that we can be here and um, be sitting um, doing this podcast. And I thank you that we can share with our listeners um, the things that you did in Brazil, because God, you did work mightily. And it was such a privilege to be there, and it's a privilege to be behind these mics. And so I pray that over these next um, 30 minutes or so that we would um, do only do nothing else except give you glory and honor and praise. And so we thank you and praise you and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. So, hey, our scripture for today is Acts 26. Acts 26, it's something that I pray uh, a lot when I'm about to share my faith or preach or or so like this week we were in schools and and right before I stood up, you guys saw me pray and I was just sort of praying through this um, for the students that we were talking to. So Paul is before Agrippa and he's sort of talking about his conversion and then he talks about why God called him. Mm. And he says he's sending Paul to the Gentiles. And here it is in Acts 26, verse 18. Here's the part that I, I, that I, I, I pray. To open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And so that's the purpose of evangelism is there. It's to, it's to turn the eyes from this darkness. And, and sometimes you can see it when things happen. Um, you know, we, we could sit here literally probably all day and talk about stories that we saw and, and the way things. But just an overview. Um, and we'll, we'll just start with you, Mona, of what that moment that really moved you and, and got you and or just your favorite moment or whatever. And then we're going to circle back and do something else. Okay. Well, for me, it was definitely, um, the Saturday night and having two teenage girls pray to receive Christ with me. Mm -hmm. And, um, Saturday was a miserable day for me. Um, I had a massive headache and slept through most of the day. Um, but I was sort of forced to get up and go and find somebody to talk to at the end of the, um, whatever they want to call it. Presentation. Yeah. Presentation. Yeah. And um, there were two people talking off on the across the street, leaning against a car, and it was obvious that one was crying a lot. Um, and the longer I watched them, the more I heard the Holy Spirit say, you need to go talk to them. And they actually were from the church that we were working with, um, but I still just felt like they needed to be talked to. So I went, took um, Manuela, the my fabulous translator and went over and um, we listened for a minute and it was a mom talking to a daughter it turned out and she was it, I cannot remember what she was saying but she was talking to her about God and um, and trying to get her to turn to God and so I just sort of butted in um, and I shared with her 
what you have taught us, um, the John three sixteen and putting her name in there instead of the world and the tears just flowed. And as the more I talked to her about that, if she, I told her, um, Alessandra, if you had been the only one on earth, God would have sent his son because he loved you that much. And the tears just flowed. And so, um, as we talked to her and then it turned out her cousin was sitting on the curb behind us. I didn't even know she was there. And so, um, her mom had been trying to get her also to, um, have faith in God. And so we went and talked to her. And so, and both of them, um, said yes to Jesus that night. And it was just, Amen. and when I went and told somebody and somebody's like, well, you must feel better. Your headaches might going like, nope, that's not true. But, <laughs> but, in the midst of it. but it was just amazing. Um, just to see them, the tears go from tears of, um, I can't do this. I can't, you know, uh, one of them said, um, she couldn't place her faith in Christ because she, everything she always tries to do right. And she never does. And I said, girl, if, if we all waited until we only did right, we would, none of yeah. us would be saved. End up in hell. So, um, and to see this, the transformation that was in her and, in um, and, and to, in her mom is also was just, just crying just from relief that they listened to us, that they accepted the gift of salvation and that, and we prayed with her to strengthen her in her role. Um, and just, you know, her gratitude for that. And so it was just, it was a beautiful thing. It was definitely my favorite moment. That was a good, that was a good time. She was all jacked up when she came and found me right <laughs> after that. All right, Amy. And I think I was the one that said, your headache must be better because yeah. you're like bouncing yep. off the walls now. <laughs> Um, well, there were many times during the, um, trip that I felt like God was using me. Um, um, I guess Monday, we, uh, Monday morning, we went to, um, the drug rehab center and, um, as I shared my testimony, with um, the men there at the center, I could just see um, how what I had to say, what God was having me to say through the men to the men um, was just um, powerful. R- powerful. It was really making an impact on them. And as I look out and see all, could see all of these men um, weeping, and when um then when i was finished um this one uh, man in particular came over to me and um bobby was um interpreting for me and he was this man was just completely broken down and he i mean he told me that he was the person in my story and you know, I, I was just I, I could just reassure him that the grace and goodness of God was going to be on him when he left there. And through God's grace and through God's goodness, that his family was going to be able to restore what they have lost in him because of because of God. Um, so, yeah, that would probably be it that that Monday at the um, rehab Absolutely. center. Lauren? 
Um, my moment had to be. Hold on. Push it right over to you. There you go. Okay, there we go. Cool. <laughs> so my moment had to be when I gave my testimony for the first time. First time I've ever done in like a large crowd. And I, I was really nervous at first. And um, one thing I have learned out of it is that God uses your uncomfortableness. Because mm. I've always been comfortable in a church setting. I've been to Haiti. So I was kind of comfortable. But that... Um, she just did it in front of about uh, three to four hundred <laughs> kids. So Yeah. So I... And then... Because I thought I did terrible... My translator, Melissa, was like, you're doing good. You're doing good. Um, I had, like, a brain fart in the middle of it. <laughs> okay. So First time in two years we've used that word on air, but, hey, let's go with it. <laughs> I am your child, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just learned that God uses your uncomfortableness yep. when you least expect it. Yep. Oh, so true. I think God takes us out of our... I think God takes us out of our comfort zone to grow our faith. Oh, absolutely. Well. On purpose, yeah. right? People say all the time, I need more faith. Like the disciples even said, Lord, increase our faith. Uh-huh. That's not what they need. You have all the faith you need because you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. What we need at times, especially in America, yep. is to have our faith stretched. Because we, you know, we're working with Projecta Vida, and that's the group. And, and these, uh, what's the youngest? 20. 20. 20, unless you count Melissa, who's 16. She'll be 16 in like a week or two, all right? No, she turns 16 on June 21st. Okay, so she's 16. <laughs> um, one one teenager, the rest are 20-somes, um, up to, I think, 29 is the oldest. That just, it does nothing seems to bother them. They just sort of, okay, this is a problem. All right, we'll fix it, and we'll trust the Lord to, to move, and provide for us mm-hmm. um in all all manner so yeah uncomfortableness makes our faith stretch and i i think that's so here's a question that i told you guys to think about um well let me let me tell you my favorite moment was um i don't really know <laughs> Um, I, I would probably go with, with your, your deal on Monday um, just to see these guys. And some of these guys were super cool dudes. You know, you could see walking in. Yeah, they're there at this place because they volunteer to be there. It's a voluntary deal. But as you shared, and, and to see these guys that walked in, not full of themselves, but pretty self-assured in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm sitting behind them like five or six rows, and you know they're crying just because their shoulders are in full cry. You know how your shoulders get. And um, just to see God use you to reach these guys and and how they responded to the message because you talked to them about, and this is where I think gets them with that. You tell it from a mama's point of view. Yes. And sometimes when you're, I, I have to believe, I don't know, but I have to believe, they don't ever think about it from that point of view. How's this hurting mama? Well, and, you know, that's that was the same way when we were at the school that day, when that young man came up to me. That was one of the questions that he asked me. He asked me, how does it make me feel as a mom? Right. Exactly. And they don't, they don't think of it that way, yeah. I don't think. Right. 
But I, I would also say Saturday morning, here's another cool deal. So Thursday we were in the school and we literally had the opportunity that day. I don't know if you guys realized, but it was something like 11 to 1200 students that yeah, we I think it was more closer to three. And it might be 13. Um, that's a lot of students. But uh-huh. so Jared um, did the first session and he talked to a guy and led a guy to the Lord on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So and when we were there, because we stayed right in the same area called Castro, they would tell them. And their presentation, hey, but Saturday, we're going to be at whatever the name of the church was at the park. That's just like two blocks over. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys come by. We'll have cotton candy. We're going to have this. This is all the stuff. And um, so we're there. And so what was the guy's name? Robert? Roberto. Thanks, Roberto. Yeah. And so Roberto says, hey, this is my mom. And so On Saturday, this was Saturday. Yeah. So Saturday he comes and his mom comes with their little, his Roberto's little sister. And so in talking, I was like, Hey, does your mom know Jesus? And he's sort of floundering. And so Yago says, I think we really ought to go talk to her about Jesus. So how cool is this? So on Thursday, the son gets saved mm-hmm. by, and Jared leads her to faith in Christ. On Saturday, I lead the mom to faith yes. in Christ. Yeah. That's crazy goodness, man. Yeah. So that was probably my second favorite is to have that opportunity um, to share. And so here, here's where I was going again. And I believe, because I was I was literally asked this last night, what's the big deal about you guys going? Mm. And why do, you, why do you get so jacked up about it, Hank? What You know, what's the deal? Because every time I go, it strengthens my, and stretches my faith to be able to do it more here. Yeah. And there's a need in America for people to share their faith. There's a need in America for people to hear the gospel message clearly for the first time. You want to say something? I see you itching. No. I mean, you're right. And when when I went last time, um, when we went in February to Brazil, I mean— while I was there, I mean, you and Mona both know, I was like, we can do this at home. And so we came home, and one of the things that we right. we did there, we started doing here right. um, at the homeless shelter. And it's it's the same thing now. It's like, you know, we can do more at home. Mm-hmm. Than, yeah, uh, and the plan is to do more at home. It's, it's not just a, you have to go there and do My it. little bitty brain is working. <laughs> but it does. By going on these, short, these short-term missions, it is. It increases your your fire, your drive to to want to do more. It and not only that, I think it helps like those people, the people in Brazil. You know, they're there uh, for the, the long haul. They're there they're for these long term missions. I think with us coming alongside of them, I mean, it might give them a boost of encouragement. Yeah, yeah, and for some fresh faces, some fresh fire. So yeah. that they can continue on doing God's purpose, yeah. you know. Yeah, and be encouragers, absolutely. To come alongside of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, because um, what it's not, and we might have talked about this last time, I don't remember, but what it's not is so often we think, um, you know, here, here we are in our American church and we're going to go do this mission trip um, overseas somewhere and we're we have so much to give to you. We have so much to do for you. And, but it's not that it's not that at all. Um, except for the message of Jesus, that's all we have to offer. Mm -hmm. And, 
And too many times um, people in America think that they're going somewhere else because they are better and they have more to offer well, than we other people. We know how to right. do it better. And right. The truth is we don't. Right. And You're so, not going to do it better than Projecta right. Vita and does so it. Absolutely not. What we learned last time, and it was certainly reinforced this time, is that um, by connecting, having the connection and connecting with um, people who are doing it well, um, then like Amy said, we're a lot able to come alongside of them and so encourage them. But it, as you said, it encourages us. And so um, there's this mutual building up of the church and a mutual building up of um, Jesus's church. And so, and that's what really what it's all about. And that's why I think that's why I love the Brazil thing, especially is because we are making those connections we're not just flying in and flying out. We're making those connections. We're building those relationships. We're um, talking to them all the time. Um, and so it's not something that we just um, go in and say, let me grace you with my presence yeah. and leave. But we go in and build relationships and they're there doing the work. Um, and we're Even today. Al- right. I mean, they're off now. Um, and so... And we're just there helping to build them up. Well, yeah. they have become our family. And because right. they are our family, we we want to continue to support them. Yeah, and continue, absolutely. You know, right. to do whatever we can to help them do God's work. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing about short-term missions is that it gives you a reality check. I mean, these people are my peers. Yeah. So I'm yeah. in my 20s. Most of them are in their 20s. And it kind of just makes you think of, oh, I've kind of just, settled at where I'm at in my faith. I'm comfortable. I'm happy. But then I go to Brazil and it's like, I'm put in uncomfortable positions. So it helps me grow. What is it? What is it like at your age to see? So I mean, just being honest in, in America, your age group, Lauren, is leaving the church by the droves. Right. Yeah. But to see um, this age group legit on fire for Jesus and by the way, out there, before you start thinking, oh, well, they're a poor little South American country. They don't have anything. Just to pull one guy out, he left the law practice, right. gave up law right, to come to work for Projecta Vita. Right. So before you go, oh, whiny old butts <laughs> and acting like, oh, they're poor, pitiful. This isn't, you know, whatever. You know, we not all that it always is to be. This they they gave up some things. Right, they've so, all given up they, stuff. Every yeah, single one of them. Yep. So, what does it make you feel like, that, Lauren? With with looking at that age group there and what they're doing, they literally we got home on Wednesday. They left Wednesday morning around four thirty mm-hmm. to go on the next to trip, drive to drive all day, hours, fifteen hours, and be gone for three weeks. Yeah. 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 Yep. So, was it? What does it make you can speak to that? To We're all older than that age group. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, like, embarrasses me because I could be doing so much more and I could be giving more, but I don't because I've, like I said, I've settled and I'm comfortable because I'm always scared about, oh, what are people going to think of me? Because I'm the pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. So this is what I should be doing, but I, I mean, I choose not to because I'm like, I have that label. When it shouldn't matter about the labels, it should matter about who I'm serving. Yep, yep. absolutely. That's right. So, and that's one thing that I've 
learned from, especially from Project Vida, is it doesn't matter where you come from because these people come from all over Brazil. Yeah, right? they're not out of one church. They don't get yeah, the, they're, they're from Manaus. <laughs> that was for my Brazilian people. So, I mean, it just comes, I mean, they've motivated me to do more, especially here. Um, in America and just in our church in general because we could be doing so much more and we're not. Yeah, and that's the reason I want to carry more and more. I mean, you know, I don't want to be us for no more than coming from Marion. You you go there and you get the idea this can be done. Right. It can work. You just, but now you have to get those sold out. It's one thing to say you're sold out. It's another thing to live out you're being sold out. Yep, that's right. Yep. And it's all about getting them out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And, 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 and here's, and you know, you got to be careful. So then you get into it, then they, they have to be careful. And this is if they're listening on some of the, you got to be careful in it to not get comfortable in it either. Yeah. Right. Because God, that Satan wants you comfortable because then you get lazy. Right. Um. So I don't know. We got five minutes left. <laughs> I'm not told y'all we could sit here and talk about this stuff. Um, just give me something as we close. Just something that you you did that you saw. Something other than that first thing. Something you did or saw that either you, you're really wanting thinking to put into place. Jelly Bean, why are you shining the light on me, man? I'm sorry, bro. I'm being the light. <laughs> um, you know, just something that really you're like, wow, that's pretty amazing. I go back to my original statement: is I think I can do more in our church to grow our college and career class because my age is the age that is the most lost I guess is the best way to put it because I mean yeah. that's who's coming up in America and was it Gen X now? <laughs> Gen whatever? So I mean just getting that back because growing up my youth group was big and now it's like what 10 people right? So I think that's what I've taken away from it is I can do more to help grow. Yeah, your area, your age group. Yeah, yeah. age group. Age do that. Group. Go. Next. Well, and it's not just that age group. And oh, I'm no, not, it's and everybody. I'm not saying just in this church. It's right. in every church right. in America. You have the same set of people that are the only ones yep. that are willing Mm-hmm. And I think that's it for me is to try to figure out a way to want to encourage more people to get involved in doing these type of ministries so that we can win more people to Jesus. Because, yeah. yes, two or three or four or five, six people can win some people to Jesus. But what if we had 20 people? Yeah. What if we had 40 people? Heck, man, girl, I'm just excited if we get two, three, four, five, other than just me, just being honest. <laughs> I'm just saying. What, you yeah. hear what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I just know that for me, um, the excitement, this will make you happy, the excitement of sharing my faith um, has grown exponentially. And so... Um, so my prayer then is that that will continue because, I mean, you, you know that you're, it's what you're supposed to do. And you look for opportunities to speak the truth and to speak the gospel and to share Jesus' love in whatever way 
Um, but the um, excitement of doing it, um, it's definitely not going to go higher on my spiritual gift inventory, <laughs> but it might not be the lowest number. But even possible. It, no if it is, I mean, but because it Paul ex- told Timothy, do yeah, the work of an right. evangelist. But because that, that excitement, because when, I mean, I truly was much more excited about doing it and not as fearful about, and not that I was fearful. I mean, I was just fearful that, I, of you know, and everybody struggles with that. What do I say? Um, and it just, I don't know. There's just been a greater, it's just, grown in me so you you use john three sixteen. Mm-hmm. i did you use what abc abc lauren when you tried what'd you use i never got the opportunity okay i use the three circles right. well i have used the th- no i was talking about this because you led somebody to jesus i used abc when i okay right. yeah right and that's the last it, that's time simple. i was there every time i tried i used three circles but I didn't use it this time. Right? I, I use a, a collection of <laughs> three circles and ABC and John 316. So I had a mishmash, but main thing was three circles. Um, my excitement for this trip was you three mm-hmm. to see you guys. So um, excited when both of you led somebody to Jesus. You both came running and Lauren came running after some things that, that she was involved in. Tell you this, you wanna you wanna make some cotton candy? Come see my daughter. <laughs> I worked really hard on that. She can. Julio, she is a, how many she, sticks? Four hundred sticks. She they made four hundred sticks of cotton, cotton candy. candy. Props to my man Julio out there. Um. So, but to see the excitement of other times when when Lauren was involved in in some encouragement times, and and whatever for me to see you guys to get excited about it mm-hmm. excites me as a pastor. Because seriously, in a lot of churches, it's like the pastor that does all the soul winning. Mm-hmm. It's a pastor that does it. And now I've seen you guys do it, so now I expect you guys to do it. <laughs> Just being honest. So here's and um, short-term missions and, and like with World Reach, um, probably going to be starting some up soon with, with Marion where I'm just taking some groups out. Um, you need to go and, and I promise you it'll light you up. Yep. Um, especially if you're like, like Lauren said, I mean, I love the honesty of, I was pretty comfortable in where I was, you know? Um, and God wants to make you uncomfortable. Yes. That's his desire. He wants you uncomfortable because when you're comfortable, you're like an old pair of shoes and you're just lazy and everything's good. So, and why do we do it? To open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God. They may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in Christ. That's what the deal is. Right. Now, I know it says, are oh, you looking at your Bible? It's no, saying no, by I faith in exactly, me. But I'll just put exactly in the me in, in yeah. context. So, hey, guys, share your faith. If you don't know how to share it, email Mona. We can we can send you some information mm-hmm. um, on three circles. I can send you information on ABC. I can send you information on faith, John three sixteen. Um, so I just encourage you to um, to do that. So hey guys, it was good. Yep. Um, Thanks bec- for letting me be on here. <laughs> yeah, Lauren, another first time guest. <laughs> performer yeah you're a returner you um once a year you get to come on <laughs> that's right no this is twice this year twice in a year, year. In a year. wow in like six months less too. than six yeah months. less than it 
Because yeah. it was February, and now it's March, that's three. whatever the day is. Are we in June? Became an important person. We're in June. Okay. So, really want to encourage you, if you're from Marion, um, get jacked up. You're going to be hearing, I got some things that, that I'm, I'm been putting pen to paper today um, to sort of some things. So, um, we're going to close it out. Amy, pray for us. Yeah, into the mic. She started to bow, <laughs> y'all. She just bowed her head, y'all. Yeah, into the mic, into the mic. Okay. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for an ama- amazing trip to Brazil. We thank you for blessing us. As we go, we often think that we're going to be a blessing to others. But dear Lord, we thank you for the blessing that we received. We ask that you be with Projecta Vida as they go out. Continue to bless their ministry. Be with them and allow them to... Share others the good news of you and bring so many to know you as their personal Lord and Savior, dear Lord. Thank you for everything that you've given us. And we ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. 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 Hey, y'all and everybody in Brazil. (laughs) Abrigado. (laughs) Thank you for the opportunity to be among you guys. Absolutely. Love you guys down there. I'm Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. My home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Jelly Bean hanging out just over there silently. <laughs> uh, Miss Amy over here. That's me. And then my daughter, Miss Lauren. That would be me. Hey, God bless you guys. See ya. Bye, y'all. Ciao, ciao. Bye.